Do the New York Giants have any shot of hanging with the Dallas Cowboys in Week 10? All that and more in this crossover edition of the Locked On Giants and Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is our very special guest. It's Patricia Trina from Lockdown Giants. Uh, we're going to preview this Week 10 matchup between the Giants and the Cowboys, but uh, let's start with the biggest storyline. So we've got to start with the Giants. Uh, Patricia, you and I were talking pre-show about how rough of a season this is for the Giants. What, what is the state of the franchise going into this game? Shock, disappointment, um, disbelief. Take your pick. They're all probably applicable. Um, two and seven. This team is is just absolutely riddled with injuries, which is a big storyline for this team. The most recent injuries, of course, being to to uh, starting quarterback Daniel Jones, who has the torn ACL, is done for the year. The Giants don't have backup Tyrod Taylor, who is on IR. Um, he is dealing with a rib injury. <clears throat> um, we don't know who's going to – I mean, we assume it's going to be Tommy DeVito playing quarterback, but that, you know – We'll see how that works out. Maybe it's Matt Barkley. We don't know. Uh, but but basically, this team has lacked fire. I mean, it's just not the same demeanor that we saw last year. And I get it. It's a little different roster. Injuries have, have wrecked it. But so, too, have some curious coaching decisions mm. made by Brian Dable from how the roster was put together to game in-game decisions and other things that just leave me sitting here saying, what are they doing? And I just, you know, I've always taken pride in being able to say, okay, I might not agree with what they're doing, but I understand why they're doing it. I can't even do that now. And this has got to be a first for me in 30 some odd years of covering this team. And it's not just the quarterback (laughs) injuries either. I mean, they've had Several other ones. Darren Waller is on the injured reserve list. Mm-hmm. He will not play on Sunday. Uh, Evan Neal, he had an ankle injury. I, I I don't believe he's expected to play this weekend, correct? We don't know yet, but uh, probably not looking good right now as we record this. Adoree Jackson, uh, their top cornerback, uh, he suffered a concussion in week nine. We know that it's pretty hard for players to, to pass the concussion protocol uh, in a single week. So, yes, the quarterback injuries have been tough for the Giants, but that's not the only one. They've had a, a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. It's just really hard, Patricia, to field a competent, competitive team when you're this banged up on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and then don't forget the kicker. Graham Gano is on IR for the rest of the year, and they've got two kickers that they apparently can't decide which one they're going to go with. Um, they were missing Saquon Barkley for part of the year. He's back now. And he's going to have to basically carry this offense 
the rest of the way, which makes them one dimensional and mm-hmm. probably easy to defend. So, just so what's the hope here? Like, what if you're a if you're a Giants fan, like, what are you looking forward to seeing? Not only just this game on Sunday, but you know, through the next two months. Well, I mean, you, I guess you can look at the young players and and watch them continually develop. You know, the the Deontay Banks, the Trey Hawkinses, the Jordan Rileys, if he ever gets a game day suit. Um, you know, Jalen Hyatt, a promising young receiver. I guess you can look at that. But, you know, this roster, as it's constructed, you know, look, I, I made this point on my show. Even before Daniel Jones got hurt, they had, what, six years with him? Hmm. This is year two of the system with him in that system. And he's regressed. And okay, you look at the entire body of work, but the last two years, you know, this year and last year is what I think the brass is going to look at and say, look, we're just not getting anywhere with this guy. The same problems continue. He's slow to process. His decision-making leaves something to be desired. You know, his, his, his accuracy is just not where it needs to be. We've got to consider maybe moving on from this guy in the off season. And for the Cowboys, this is a really strange game for a variety of reasons. You're coming off a tough loss to the Eagles in week nine. You're playing a Giants team at home without their top two quarterbacks. You've already beaten the Giants 40 to zero on the road this year. Can you avoid a letdown? Because if the Cowboys win this, let's say 40 to nothing again. If the Cowboys win this game 40 to zero, nobody's going to care. Like, I'm just being honest. Nobody's going to care because it's a bad team at home, and it's not a big game. But if you lose this game, now we're talking about the Cowboys getting into a dangerous spot, right? Because now you're 5-4 and four, uh, after nine games. You're certainly out of the NFC East picture. Can you, at home, take care of business and stay healthy? That's really the only thing, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're looking forward to seeing because I just don't think you're going to learn a lot from them in this game. Yeah, I mean, with, I hate to say it because, you know, you, it's any given Sunday and everything like that. But if the Cowboys don't win this game, then I don't, know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's that simple. And I mean, the Giants all... are, 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 you know, to use the phrase wounded animal, they're a wounded animal. You know, and, and at this point, you know, our guys going to start to mail it in. You know, some guys might start to mail it in. Some guys, you know, might start making business decisions. I mean, Brian Dable's going to do what he can to keep them competitive and, and focused and everything like that. But look, if you put your heart and soul into every practice, every hour to prepare, and you go out there on Sunday and you have nothing to show for it, and that starts to add up, mm. at what point do you say, you know what, why am I even bothering? And for Mike McCarthy and his team, you can't just feel like, Hey, we can sleepwalk through this game and we're going to be fine. We're going to win 30 to nothing. You've got guys on the Giants side that are fighting for jobs. They're fighting to get contracts. So we will see what kind of motivation the Cowboys play with in this game to their credit. They've been awesome at home. I think they're on a 16 to one or 16 wins of their last 17 home games. Mike McCarthy has his team playing really well. It'll be interesting to see what kind of energy both sides have uh, going into this matchup. Uh, Patricia, let's talk about some of the biggest matchups that we are looking forward to seeing here in week 10. Next. 
This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it by now. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, that's the time to order in with DoorDash. Why root for your favorite team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on your football watch parties. I know that I love to order DoorDash when I'm watching the game. If you're out in Dallas or out in Arlington, check out 24-7 Tacos, my favorite, absolute favorite taco place. So many great options if you live near the stadium. If you're going to the game, DoorDash right before. You can DoorDash right to the parking lot. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Giants and Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Patricia, let's talk about some matchups in this game. What are you looking forward to seeing on Sunday? Well, I think the biggest matchup from the Giants' perspective is going to be the quarterback, whoever that might be, and that offensive line against that Dallas defense. That Dallas defense, we saw what they did in week one. They absolutely terrorized the Giants' offensive line. And the Giants had their starting offensive line in week one. Now, this week, they they should have Andrew Thomas. They'll have Justin Pugh at left guard. The rookie, uh, John Michael Schmitz at center. Right guard will probably be Ben Bredesen again. We're still waiting to see who the right tackle is going to be, if it's going to be Evan Neal or is it going to be Tyree Phillips. The offensive line has played a little bit better in recent weeks. Yes, I know they gave up eight, only three sacks technically on the offensive line. The other five you can put on the quarterbacks. So how will the quarterbacks respond to that Dallas pressure? Because you know Dan Quinn is going to bring everything he's got. He's going to probably make Wink Martindale's aggressiveness look like nothing. So you got a rookie quarterback probably starting for you in Tommy DeVito, who last week held the ball too long, was a little indecisive. You know, maybe the game was a little too fast for him. That's a matchup that, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, that's the one that I was going to mention as well. Um, Andrew Thomas, I, I'm so glad that he's back. If you're just like a football nerd and you like watching good offensive line play, Andrew Thomas is incredible. Now, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. It seems like he's pretty close to being back to 100%. I've got to imagine that the Cowboys are going to try to avoid having Micah Parsons line up against Andrew Thomas because, I mean, I, I think Parsons can be successful over there. But why try 
Like it, it, he's so good that you kind of just don't want to attack him that often with your best guy, but keep an eye on him. The other one for me is uh, Deontay Banks. Tay Banks. Um, he struggled a little bit this season. If, if a Dory Jackson does happen to miss this game, I want to see what Banks looks like against the Cowboys receivers. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has posted three straight 100-yard games. He had 191 yards against the Eagles in Week 9. Do the Cowboys try to isolate Lamb up against Banks? Do they move him into the slot to try to get an even better matchup? It's one of the one of the secondary guys that I think I'm going to be most interested in seeing on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, the defensive secondary, you know, if Dory Jackson does not play – you're looking at Trey Hawkins, who has kind of had a rocky first season. At times, he's looked good. At times, he's looked like a six-round pick, you know, trying to get grasp the the speed of the game. So, yeah, C.D. Lamb, where, wherever they line him up, that's going to be a matchup to watch. You know, in the slot, they've been kind of rotating guys around there. Um, Darnay Holmes is still kind of the, the most experienced mm-hmm. slot guy they've got. So that's certainly a matchup to keep an eye on. If the Cowboys offensive line can protect him, you know, and the Giants, you know, the defense has been a little bit, has been more successful with the pass rush of late. Now it cooled down last week, but they've, they've gotten home quite a bit. So if the Giants can get pressure on Dak Prescott, that would behoove them to, you know, maybe force some quick throws or errant throws or whatnot. But uh, for me, again, that matchup, the matchup to watch is how DeVito and the Giants offensive line deal with that Dallas defensive front because that is going to decide the game, in my opinion. Uh, a couple other guys I just want to mention really quickly. Dexter Lawrence at mm. nose tackle. I know Cowboy fans probably aren't studying a lot of Giants film, but Dexter Lawrence is unbelievable. If you get a chance to go back and watch the game against the Jets – I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to speak too much hyperbole here, but one of the best defensive tackle games I've ever seen. I mean, just absolutely all over the field. Now, the Cowboys neutralized him a little bit in Week One, but that is still a matchup that terrifies me because he is so big, so athletic that he can wreck your game. And we saw last week the Cowboys had a little bit of problem blocking some of the interior guys from the Eagles. Dexter Lawrence is the guy. If the Cowboys don't control he can take over the game and maybe keep this game closer than what it should be. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence lights out this year, continuing where he left off last year. He got the big payday this year. Um, Leonard Williams is no longer on the team, having been traded to Seattle. So this is Dexter's defensive line, so to speak. How big of a loss is that, real quick, uh, uh, not having Leonard Williams? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The run defense kind of fell off a little bit last week, and I – immediately went to G, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Are they missing uh, Dex, um, excuse me, Leonard Williams? Because Leonard Williams, you know, maybe he didn't have the sacks and all that stuff, but he was pretty good against the run. And he and Dexter Lawrence were kind of like a Batman Robin type duo. Mm-hmm. So I do think that the Giants are missing him. You know, they tried to plug in Sean Robinson, the former Ram, uh, into that spot. Robinson hasn't been bad, but, uh, yeah, Clear drop I, off I, I think they, they're definitely missing Leonard Williams. But, you know, what's done is done. They're not getting him back. They yeah. can't, you know, it's not like, oh, we can plug him in this week. They've got to move forward with what they've got. 
and I think they got fantastic value on Leonard Williams. I think you have to make that trade. You know, trading a 29-year-old guy that's probably not in your long-term future. I think it's a good move, but you definitely felt that against the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, who I don't believe had a, a rushing game over 60 yards in the first eight games of the season, had his best day. I think he had almost 100 yards rushing. So you mm-hmm. definitely felt his absence. Uh, two more quick guys, really you know, fast before we move on. Jalen Hyatt and Wandale Robinson. So yeah. Hyatt was open a lot last week against the Raiders. Now, I know that's partly due to Marcus Peters and some of the other Raiders corners not being very good, but you could see things starting to, to slow down for Hyatt, which I'm saying slowing down at Hyatt has really never been a thing before because he's so freaking fast. But I, I would, I'm guessing Brian Dable is going to want to take shots down the field against this Cowboys, uh, you know, this cornerback room. And then Wandale Robinson – I'm just always shocked when anybody tackles him in the, the open field because of how shifty he is. Uh, and I know it might be hard for those two guys to get the ball with Tommy DeVito at quarterback, but I I like what I've seen from those two guys in spurts this season. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, Wandale Robinson, you know, thrilled to be back. He had the ACL injury last year, came back. He had to slowly, you know, get acclimated back to the speed of the game. And he's starting to hit his stride and, and he's a guy that you can do a lot of things with. You can line him up in the backfield, have him run jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. You can send them wide. You can send them on the crossing patterns. Very versatile player in that offense. Hyatt, the rookie, what can I say about him? The Just an absolute treasure, this young man, from a, you know, first, per, both in his personality and in his, you know, desire to be great. And I spoke to him a couple weeks ago, actually. And I said to him, boy, you're really having a solid rookie season. What else do you want to be able to do? And he looked at me and he says, I want to be a complete receiver. He says, right now, everybody knows me as a deep guy. He says, I can do so much more. And, you know, you look at how he was used in Tennessee. And he was kind of limited, which is why I think a lot of people had questions about him, which is possibly why he fell down the draft boards. I know some people thought he might be a first rounder. He fell down to the third round. But now he's starting to hit his stride. He's starting to feel comfortable. And the thing, though, to watch with Wandale Robinson and Hyatt is how do they respond to Tommy DeVito, who, you know, didn't throw to them as much in practice. They're going to throw to him, obviously, this week in practice. But you, you, there's something to be said for that timing, quarterback reading your body language thing. And that's something I would keep an eye on um, in this game. All right, let's do some predictions for this Week 10 NFC East battle next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications from Jace Medical. Do you realize what this means? That means bring on the extended travel or if there's a supply chain issue, you are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or or Vito prescription All this is now possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A recent verified customer had this to say about Jace. He said, I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half just to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds 
with a year supply at Jace Medical. He also ordered the antibiotic kit. He feels secure now. Prices are lower than pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any of your daily meds, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered to you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. All right, Patricia, it is time for some predictions. Uh, you don't necessarily have to give us your game prediction on who you think wins or loses, but I want to know, do you think the Giants can keep this game close? I'd like to say yes, but I'd be lying. I mean, too much upheaval. You know, I think they're going to come out, they're going to fight. But I've seen so many questionable decisions on the, the game plan. I mean, if they stick with Saquon Barkley and, and you know, Barkley, even though, you know, you go back a couple of weeks ago against the Jets, the Jets knew it was going to be Barkley, but they still couldn't stop him. So I think if they stick with the run or open with the run to begin with, maybe they can set the tone. But if they come out passing, I don't know. I mean, the Giants, they're the only team in the NFL yet to score a touchdown in the first quarter of their games on offense, you know, touch an offensive touchdown. So I'd like to say that they're going to keep this close. I'm not convinced they will. And I hate to be negative, you know, to my list, you know, for my listeners, they know that I'm usually positive when it comes to the Giants, but I can't sugarcoat this. I can't, you know, I, I don't know that the Cowboys will necessarily win by 15 and a half points, which is what I believe the opening spread is. But I just don't see the Giants, you know, standing toe-to-toe with the Cowboys who do have the home field advantage, who do have a healthier roster. And, you know, they're coming off of a bitter loss against the Eagles. And I'm sure they're going to be ticked off enough and inspired to want to come and, and, and come after the Giants. Now, the one saving grace for the Giants maybe is that maybe the Cowboys look past them and the Giants can catch them sleeping. It's possible. That's a yeah. possibility. I mean, you can't rule that out, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to be a close game, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I think the Giants can win this one. It's tough because I could see a scenario where the Cowboys sleepwalk in the first half and they just don't play well and they they have turnovers and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just don't know if this Giants team is capable of getting a big enough lead to like make the Cowboys really nervous. The Cowboys also have a couple things going for them in this game. Number one, Dak is really good after a loss. Like his numbers are unbelievable after losing. The Cowboys are just really good at home. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we should also mention this is the second straight road game for the Giants. They just played at Las Vegas. They had to travel back to New York. Now they're going out to Dallas. I think it's going to be a really loud crowd. You're not going to have a lot of Giants fans there. And I do think this is a game that the Cowboys will probably lean on their defense. And we've seen in the past, the Cowboys can have things snowball for them on defense, right? They get a turnover. All of a sudden, they're starting to play with a lot of confidence. They've got guys flying all over the field. I won't be surprised if this is a maybe like a 13-7 to game going into halftime. And it's like, man, the Giants are keeping this game really close. And then the talent eventually starts to win out. But I do – I do expect the Cowboys to win. Uh, we'll just see. I, I'm not sure about the margin of victory yet. Well, you're being very kind <laughs> to say that it might be close. I mean, I hope it's close. 
I mean, the, the one thing that might give me some confidence that it can be close is that the Giants defense shakes off last week's kind of, you know, half and half start that they had and plays like they did the weeks prior. Maybe they do keep it close. Maybe it's not as bad to watch. But on offense, you know, other than Saquon Barkley, they just, to me, don't have the firepower that they need. You know, it, it's it's pretty sad when your leading scorer is your kicker, right? And they don't even have that in Graham Gano anymore. I mean, I can't sit here and tell you for sure it's going to be Randy Bullock kicking or Cade York kicking. But either option, you know, no disrespect to those guys. It's not Graham Gano, a healthy Graham Gano, who we always refer to as Mr. Reliable or Mr. Automatic. Yeah. So this... You know, if the Giants can keep it close, it's a more you know it's a moral victory. But as Bill Parcells once said, there are no medals for trying. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Giants and Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Uh, go check out Patricia on uh, Twitter. It's at Patricia underscore Trina. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will continue to get you guys ready for this game. Patricia, I'm sure you're going to be previewing this game on Friday. We will be doing the same on Lothon Cowboys. Enjoy the game, and I can't wait to talk to you again.